in a new series this morning, and um, summer is here. Uh, it's in full swing, um, and we're starting a new series called Welcome to the Big Leagues. Uh, all full swing, no pun intended, but I guess it, it fits. Um, it's kind of, this series is going to carry us through the month of June. It's got a baseball theme. Anybody like baseball? Yeah, yeah, baseball fans. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's got a baseball theme, and, and so w- we're going to be doing something really cool for Father's Day. Um, all, our, all our dads are going to get something, and so I encourage you to just be here on that day. Um, if you have a jersey, wear it that day. We're, we're asking dads to, to wear your jersey. I see some heads shaking. It's like they already know. It's like, I got you. I'm with you, Pastor. No ties. I don't want to see any ties. I don't want to see any jackets. We, we're, we're wearing jerseys that day. You know, and so uh, if, you, if you don't have one, go out and get one. It's a happy Father's Day from me to you, right? But you're paying for it. You're just, uh, just happy Father's Day from me to you. Uh, but enjoy. Yeah. No, but it's, it's just got a baseball theme. And so we're calling this Welcome to the Big Leagues. And uh, today we're going to start in the book of Proverbs. And I want you to go ahead and turn to the book of Proverbs. Chapter 24 is, uh, is where we're going to start. Um, we are um, now, I have been in this thing, and I've, I've, I've told, told you this before, but I've kind of been doing this thing where I will travel around uh, when I get to go to bigger cities that have baseball teams and uh, major league baseball teams. And I try to visit stadiums. And every time I go to a stadium, um, I try to bring back some memorabilia. It, has, it started out as, as a shirt, but then it kind of moved into hats. And every uh, major league baseball park that I visit now, I try to buy a hat from. Uh, the only one that I have not bought a hat uh, when I visited was the New York Yankees. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I knew you were my tribe, right? You wouldn't either. No, I'm, any Yankees fans in here? Any Yankees fans? Any, any uh, Okay, we got a Yankee. Okay, that's, that's cool. That's, uh, we love you. We love you, Paul. We love you, Yankees fans. I've just, it's been difficult for me being a Braves fan to be, uh, you know, uh, anything other than a, a Yankee hater because, uh, you know, they... Uh, they beat up on my Braves in the 90s, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't like that I- I- at all. And, 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 yeah, forgiveness, there is. is. I'm working on that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a work in progress, guys. That, there you go. Um, but, no, I, I did go. Me and, me and, me and Dustin, my brother-in-law, we, we, went to, um, we went to Yankee Stadium. We took a trip a few years ago, and um, we went to Yankee Stadium, and, we just had to go, right? I mean, even though I'm not a Yankees fan, I had to go. I mean, it's iconic. Uh, I had to go to Yankee Stadium, and it was. It was really, it really was a great experience. Um, I do have to give them props. We sat in the outfield, and it was, um, I don't know how to say this, it was lively. I'll say that is, that is probably the, uh, the best way to say it. It was lively, right? There was a lot of chatter, uh, things that we heard, and I'm glad I didn't have my boys with me uh, that day. Uh, but uh, people were getting into it, and, and uh, it was a great baseball game uh, when Aaron Judge would come out. You know, they were all cry- screaming out his name, and, you know, and so it, was, it really was um, a great atmosphere to, to watch a game. Um, when I, I began to think about that trip, and I began to think about just, just going into Yankee Stadium now, what we went and visited uh, is new Yankee Stadium. And so um, Yankee, the old Yankee Stadium was built in the early 20s. And they spent $2.4 million to build the old Yankee Stadium in the early 20s, right? Uh, it cost $2.4 
billion dollars to build the new Yankee Stadium. So they, they were pretty close in keeping it, right, it, it, with, with the numbers. Um, yeah, just a, just a little bit off. It just shows you how things go up drastically. Um, but this the, the old Yankee Stadium, I didn't get a chance to visit it, uh, but it was called the house that Ruth built. All right, and so you may be saying, if you're not a baseball fan, you may be saying, well, who's Ruth, right? I don't, we don't know Ruth. Uh, well, Ruth is affectionately, at, you know, at, at Babe Ruth. Uh, I think uh, Babe Ruth went to go play for the Yankees, and that's when the Yankees really began to kind of hit their, 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 their great dynastic, um, you know, just climb. Uh, they began to win games, win titles. I think they've won 27 uh, World Series titles, uh, all right, Paul. You know he's he's shaking his head. I mean, you're the you're the Yankees expert here this morning, so I'm going to look at you and pick on you. Uh, but yeah, I mean that is uh, that's more than any other team, um, and so they they are a great franchise uh, in in that aspect. Um, and I began to think about that 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 whole thing about the house that Ruth built and just the impact that he had on that place, on that city, on that organization. And I just asked this question, what house are you building? Um, and that's, that's kind of what I want us to start with today is what house are you building? Because today's message, if you can just put that um, title slide back up there, Steve, um, when we're talking about welcome to the big leagues and the, the, the title of this message today is it all starts at home. Um, and, and this idea that... You grow up in a family, right? And at some point, you get your own families, right? At some point, you're going to uh, step up from being maybe the child in the family to being the adult, uh, to being the parent in the family. And uh, there's a, that, that really is kind of a welcome to the big leagues. You're not in the minors anymore. It's not peewee. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not little league. Uh, you have a lot of responsibility. Parents, am I, am I, am I right? <laughs> Some of you, I'm a little nervous about that, right? Responsibility, what? You mean we have to take care of them? Yes, you have to take care of your kids. Uh, but it all starts at home. And, and what is it about uh, this idea of building a home? building a house, and what does the Bible have to say about that? And I'm not talking about just a physical house. I'm talking about really the, the word um, in he Hebrew, by it, if I'm getting it right, is uh, for home, is house. It really means the place where the heart's at. And isn't that it? That's, that's kind of where your heart is, you know. Your, your people, your tribe, your crew, that's, those are the people that you love, and that's your heart, right? And so um, what are you building there? And so this series is going to talk about different aspects of family, different aspects of the home. And I just kind of want to start right here at, at the outset and just it all starts at home. Because if we're taking this baseball analogy, right, it starts at home plate. Everything starts at home plate, does it not? I mean, the first pitch, home plate, right? It, it starts there. That's where it's headed. That's where it's going. Even the umpires, when they gather up to, to uh, you know, get the, check the lineup and the cards, you know, they gather around home plate, you know, so it all starts at home, and it starts at home for us, too. If we look at what kind of legacy and what kind of family um, values and morals that we're going to pass along, 
it's going to start at home. It's going to start with us. And if our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren are ever going to have anything that looks like a strong faith, it's going to be because we pass it along to the next generation. And so it does all start at home. And so I want to talk about that. I just want to talk about three aspects this morning of things that are essential um, that you're going to have to find in a home that is, that is living for Jesus. And, and three things that we're going to look at. And so I want to start here in, in Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24, and this is what we find. It says, By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with precious and pleasant riches. Now, when you think about that, what, what are the rooms filled with? When, you know, you could think, well, you know, I, I, I maybe have grandma's old table, or I might have, you know, an Afghan that she might have knitted, or, you know, grandpa, maybe I've got his rifle hanging over the fireplace, or something like that. You can think about those types of possessions. But really, when you read this, and I, and I read this, and I think you do too, the rooms that you think about in your house are full of possessions and valuables that are much, much more valuable than anything uh, of like an object that somebody can pass down. It's the people that, that we have in our homes, right? And, and so when we think about this idea, what is the first thing? There are three things I want to share with you this morning. The first thing that I think that is essential that you have to have in, when you're building um, a house and this house by, by wisdom, a house is built the wisdom that you're going to have to have is this. You've got to have an authentic faith. First thing I think you need to have is authentic faith. Authentic, authentic faith is the kind of faith um, that your family knows if it's real or not, right? Your family knows fake, so you've got to give them something that's real. And there's a lot of people who try to fake it. There's a lot of people who, 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 who might come in and play church, and you know who's not fooled by that? people living in your house yeah my family and my kids they know me and and they know if something is fake or not they know if oh it's uh, your dad you're putting on you know and there have been times you know i've tried to tell them a joke and, and really try to sell it and was like uh, yeah dad you're not you're not selling me on that right because I, I can see right through you and so the people in our homes the people that are uh in these rooms they can see fake and and it's not just that they see it. When they see fake, that does damage to the real thing. Um, and, and so we want to make sure that we're giving them something real. We want to make sure that what does that look like. And I'm not talking about that has to be perfection. Uh, and we'll talk about this in a few weeks, that perfection. There's no certain such thing as a perfect parent. Amen? <laughs> yeah, if you, if you needed someone to tell you that, to let you off the hook, uh, yeah, there's no such thing as a perfect parent, but we're going to talk about that later on. But we do need to be real. You, you do have to be real, and so there are things that, that your kids do need to see. James 1, uh, James chapter 1, verse 2 and 4, 2 through 4, this, I want to read it to you, and it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Anybody ever had a trial? Right? If you're breathing, you've had a trial. If you've not had a trial, just, just hang on because it's on the way. You've got one coming. Uh, count it all joy, my brothers, uh, when you meet trials of various kinds. And it's kind of weird that James would say that. Why do you want me to get joy out of the trials? You've got to keep reading. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. There's a product 
in testing. There's a product in going, walking through difficult things that when you stay strong, when you stay uh, close, when you stay genuine, when you stay true and say, God, I'm going to trust you through this. I'm going to let you lead me and guide me through this. There's a product on the other side of that trial that, that steadfastness. It produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And, and, and I love this, and it's not a perfection in the sense that you'll never make any mistakes, but it's perfect in the sense that there's a completeness. You can say, you know, you know what, I have complete peace about this. There, there's a perfection in it. You say, you know what, maybe things are messed up, but you know what, I, I, I can have perfect peace that God is with me through this trial, whatever it may be. And so this first thing that you've got to have in your home is it's got to be authentic faith. You've got to be able to live that out in such a real way that when your kids see it, they're not saying, well, dad's faking or mom's faking. They're just putting on a show. When we go to church, you know, they're really spiritual, but when we come home, the spirit is nowhere near, right? Um, what does that look like in your house? Does, does it look the same at church as what it does at home? Um, we call this integrity, you know. People who have integrity are of the same in public as they are in private, Right? And integrity is a good thing. We want integrity. We want to be people of integrity. We want to hang out with people who have integrity. Because when you, when you have integrity, that means, hey, man, I can trust what you say. I can, I can trust what you're doing. And so what you're, you're doing is when you provide an authentic faith in front of your kids, in front of the people um, that, that are around you, your family, that really... It just kind of drives home, hey, this is, this is what it looks like to walk through difficulties. This is what it looks to walk through trials. This is what it looks like to trust God through disease. This is what it looks like to trust God through bad doctor's reports. This is what it looks like to trust God through bankruptcy. This is what it looks like to trust God through, hey, uh, we, I lost a job. This is what it looks like to trust God through difficult things. And they need to see that. I saw that with my parents, my mom and dad. My mom and dad were not perfect by any means. My dad has passed away in 2013. My mom, she's still living it out. And, and that's one thing that I've seen. And I think Raina talked about that a few weeks ago during Mother's Day was that I saw my mom, when my dad passed away, I saw that authentic faith in her. What did she do? She was not shaken to give up her faith. Actually, she doubled down. She doubled down. She said, this thing that we've been living, I'm not giving up now. Actually, I, I'm going to double down on it. And what I've seen is God just show up for her in, in so many ways where she had, um, obviously, when, when my dad, dad died, there were, there were a lot of things that, you know, he would do that he wasn't there to do anymore. And so um, the roof on her house, uh, it, it just, it was in bad shape and it was going to cost a ton of money to get it fixed, and uh, she called me one day, and she said, son, she said, I've been kind of worrying about this thing, and she said, God just told me, said, just, just put it in his hands, and so I just began to pray about it, and uh, there was an insurance guy that came by, and uh, he said, Miss Ogden, he said, you know what, don't worry about it, I think we could take care of this for you, and uh, she was able to get a brand new roof, uh, and it, 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 was, it was amazing how things worked out, because it didn't look like she was going to be able to, ha it was going to be able to happen. She said, I trust God. God said to put it in his hands, and I'm going I'm to put it in his hands, and he is going to take care of it. And sure enough, it came about, and I was just like, praise God, man. It's awesome. 
And what that does, it just shows me authentic faith. It shows me that when things get difficult, that this is what it looks like to trust God in difficult times. We don't give up and run away. Is that We just double down and say, God, I trust you. This is authentic faith. And so we need authentic faith in the home. Second thing you got to have is this. Not only do you have to have authentic faith, but you also have to have um, intentional time. You have to spend your time in an intentional way with your family, with your kids. Um, and there's a saying that I've shared with you before, and I want to share it with you again. Um, before, I, before I give you this, I want to show you two pictures. Uh, I've got my pictures of my boys, and this is always so depressing when I show these. Um, I have an app on my phone. It's called ParentQ. And I've had this app on my phone for a long time. And um, this app has been counting down. And what it does is it counts down to the day of graduation when basically my boys are going to graduate and they're supposed to leave my home. We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> but, but how much time I have left. And so my oldest here, Cannon, He's 17, and um, it basically says, I pulled it up. I guess I hadn't looked at it in a little bit, and I pulled it up. And it was just like, oh, wow, um, I have 61 weeks, you know, left with him. I have 61 weeks left with him. Kobe just turned 15. He's driving. I, I took him for, for driving the other day. Uh, 165 weeks left for him. And this just it makes an impact on me that I know that I don't have much time left for them to be under my roof and in my home. And so the thing that I want to share with you is this, is the intentional time is when you know how much time you have left, you will do more with the time you have now. When you know how much time you have left, you will do more with the time you have now. And that's why it's important. I know I, I, I've kept that on my phone and how depressing that it is. <laughs> you know, uh, I have to just continue to remind myself, keep on, keep on, keep on. I came in this past week, um, and I was tired. I've I'd, I'd, I'd been at the church all day working on stuff, and uh, Rain had come on. She had some stuff for me to throw on the grill. And so I, I, I grilled it, and uh, I laid down on the couch. And uh, I was really just wanted to just close my eyes for a little bit. And uh, she said, hey, Kobe wants you to take him driving. And I was like, <sighs> and I, I was like, man, really what I want to do right now is please, God, just let me close my eyes just for a minute. And, but it hit me. I don't get this all the time. I am going to be 50, 55, 60 years old one day, and I'm going to look back, and I'm going to say, I only got that one chance to take him on his first drive right uh, you, you know and so I, I said she she got her keys and she said I'll, I'll take him I said no 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 I said I'll do it I'll do it and uh, I took him took him out here to the middle school let him drive around and we hit some light poles and you know some curbs and stuff you know sorry about that um, but but no it, it, it and once I got it got in there it, it was a lot better you know and, and got got to doing it but it just hit me it's like you got to be intentional about this and, and I'll be honest with you, that's, that's a win for me. I've had plenty of losses. I've had plenty of times where I didn't, I didn't do it right. I've had plenty of times where I wasted the time and I wasn't intentional with the time. And I really, like I said, when I look at this parent cue thing, I really want to do better about the time that I have left because it's getting 
smaller and smaller and smaller. And so download Parent Q. Make yourself feel really good about your kids and wh where they're at in this, this journey. But it does. I, I really do believe it, it helps you to be more intentional. So when you know how much time you have left, you will do more with the time you have now. Psalm 90 and 12. I love this, this passage, Psalm 90, 12. It says, so teach us. This is a psalm of Moses, oldest psalm. Said, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days, you know. Teach us to be able to count properly, you know, and not just say, well, I have all the time in the world, you know. I'm going to sit here and take a nap. No, what it hit me was I don't have all the time in the world. I'm only given a finite amount of time. And I better do well with the time that I'm given. So teach me to number my days. Ephesians uh, 5 and 15, uh, if you could put that one up there. It says, look carefully then at how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. You kind of see what's going on here? You kind of see this word wisdom and wise popping up over and over and over. That sometimes we may not be the smartest parents in the world. Come on, somebody. But God says that you can have wisdom in your home. And that when you start recognizing these things, the wise thing to do is say, I'm not going to waste this opportunity. And so look carefully then at how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, making the best use of the time. So we have to be intentional about um, the time that we, we've been given. Kerry Newhoff, um, he's a pastor in Canada, and this is, this is a statement. I don't think I, I put this up there. Um, this is a statement that, that he gave. He said, stop saying you don't have time and start saying I didn't make the time, which is the truth. I had to make the time the other day to take Kobe driving, right? I had the time. I can say, well, I just don't have time to do that, right? But that's not true. I had to make time for that. So be intentional about this. I, I wrote this down Yesterday, I was kind of riding down the, riding down the road, and, and sometimes things just kind of hit me, and I, I hit play on this notes app, and I, I, I recorded this, so hopefully this makes sense to you. I can't say yes to every opportunity, but I can say yes to my priorities. See, opportunities and priorities are different things, right? I can't say yes to every opportunity. And, and for me, that is the temptation is to just say yes, 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 yes. I want to, because I'm a people pleaser, you know. <laughs> I, like, I like to see a smile on someone's face when I, that I say, yes, I can do that, you know. And a lot of times I can't. And I, I, I've got to be careful with what I throw out there. So I can't say yes to every opportunity, but I can say yes to my priorities. And I've got to make my kids a priority. If I say yes to every opportunity, I'll eventually have to say no to a priority. And then I'll have to ask, were they really a priority to me? And, and, and so at that point, what am I doing with my time? So what's essential? We've got to have authentic faith. We've got to be intentional with our time. And I'll ask Pastor Trent to come play. I'm, I'm wrapping up. We've got to have right relationships. We've got to have right relationships. And, and I talked a little bit about this a few weeks ago, um, and I kind of want to keep back in on this, but right relationships, what does that look like? Who you are will be determined by who you are around. Who you are will be determined by who you surround yourself with. What do you surround yourself with? What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you, what are you allowing your life to be influenced by? Who you are will be determined by who surrounds you, who's around you. There's a passage in Proverbs 13, 20. 
Proverbs 13, 20, it says, whoever walks with the wise, once again, that whole wisdom theme, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. So many of us, and I, I know, and I'm not going to get you to raise your hand, this is not Catholic confessional or anything like that. Some of y'all are breathing a, you know, a sigh of relief. But, but I, could, I could ask many of you, you know, were there people that you hung out with that, um, you know what, they had a bad influence on you, right? You're thinking of somebody right now. Maybe, maybe they're still around, you know. <laughs> Hopefully they're not sitting right beside you, okay. Um, but whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. And, and it's foolish to think that fools won't have an effect on you. Ah, they're just fun. Ah, they don't mean any harm. Ah, they, they will have an impact on your life. And we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful what we allow to influence our homes. And so if we're saying, hey, what house am I building? Is authentic faith, faith present? Am I being intentional with my time? And are my relationships right? See, now this is talking about relationships with outside influence of people. Sometimes, parents, you got to say no. And you know what? Your kids may not like it. I didn't like it when my parents told me there were certain people I couldn't hang out with. But I didn't see it at the time. See, that's the great thing about parents. A lot of times we see down the road when kids, they only see right now. And so we have to make down the road decisions right now. I don't want you to be this kind of person down the road. So I'm making this tough decision right now for your good. And so the answer, buddy, is no. You can't do that. You can't go there. You can't hang out with them. And I know that might make you angry. And I know, and I know right now you don't get it. One day you will. See, all the parents in here, you know, because somebody did that for you. Somebody did that for you, and you probably remember when it made you mad, too. But we've got to. We've got to make the right now decisions, because we know what's going to happen down the road if we let it go. I want you guys to stand with me. Really what it comes down to, it just comes down to where we started, that first statement we started with. It all starts at home. What are you allowing to happen in your house? What are you allowing to happen in, in your home, in the relationships that you have, in your marriage? If, 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 if that's being modeled, what, what is that being modeled in your home? Moms, are you modeling what it looks like in front of your children? Dads, are you modeling what it looks like in front of your children? It all starts at home. I want to pray for you. Um, I'm going to do that in a minute. We're going to sing this song.